Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text is our second lesson from 1 John chapter 2. Dear friends in Christ, my eyesight isn't as great as it used to be. And I balk at wearing my cheaters. For church, I'm okay because there's lots of light and so I can see okay. But when I go to a restaurant where there's a dim light, I hope I have my cheaters along because I can't really read that small print. As a matter of fact, on Wednesday evening at my conference, I was out to eat with some other pastors. We went to an Italian restaurant and I forgot my cheaters. The light was dim. I had to ask my son Aaron what the total amount on the check was. <laughs> Couldn't quite make out the sense portion of it. Maybe I was hoping he would pay for it. <laughs> but he didn't. Light is important. If you stub your toe on the corner of the bed because you were too lazy to turn the light on at night, you realize the importance of your light and sight. Light, like sight, is important. It helps you to navigate your surroundings. And it also can help others as well. You leave a porch light on when you know somebody is going to come and visit you in the late evening, and you don't want them to stumble on the walk and hurt themselves. Jesus talks about it in spiritual terms when he says to let our light shine in his Sermon on the Mount. And maybe you're familiar with the song, Don't Hide It Under a Bushel Basket. I'm going to let it shine. It's so important to have light, and especially light we call spiritual light, because that's the only light that's going to show us the way to heaven. God has given us that light, and he expects us to use that light the best way that we can. And so I asked the question this morning, what kind of light are you shining? St. John in our lesson states, this is how we know that we have known him if we keep his commands. The one who says, I know him, but does not keep his commands is a liar and the truth is not in him. What kind of light are you shining in your relationship with God? Because you can't pull the wool over his eyes. He can see everything. Well, you think about it, it's, it's natural to love somebody that loves you back. And you probably would do anything to please that person because you know they're going to reciprocate that love. Well, think about what John 3.16 tells us. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. God has loved us. How do we love him back? Maybe not as much as he has loved you. As a matter of fact, you would have to agree that you don't show as much love as you should towards him. And actually, you show unlove when you don't listen to him, when you disobey. You've broken the Ten Commandments over and over, again and again. You keep telling yourself that, oh, I'm a good person, that God overlooks those pet sins that keep popping up. And of course, when you're in the company of others, you're like a stranger to God. And you think about how a teenager acts when they're with their friends and the parents come along and they kind of ignore them and pretend they're not there. We do that with God too, don't we? When we're out with people and, and we go along with what they're doing and saying and, and we kind of pretend that God isn't there. 
Sometimes, uh, as John points out, then we become liars, basically because we pretend to be obedient, but we're hypocritical. We even fool ourselves into believing that, well, I'm not that bad. There are other people worse than I am, and, and God's going to accept me for who I am. So far from the truth. So far that what we have done really deserves nothing but eternal death and hell. But that's not the end of the story, is it? God determined to remedy the situation by sending Jesus to live that perfect life in our place and to pay the punishment that we deserved. He suffered in our place and became our substitute. St. Paul wrote to the Corinthians, So then if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, the new has come. Rather than being the stench of sin in the nostrils of God, we become that sweet aroma of forgiveness and life. And the light of life, Jesus Christ himself, helps us to grow stronger in our faith and to become a, a beaming light. What kind of light are you shining in your relationship to God? Rather than running away from God, you can run to God. Rather than looking at God as that stern judge who says, guilty as charged, you can look at him as that loving father that he is to us. As Luther pointed out in the address to the Lord's Prayer with these words, God tenderly invites us to come to him and to believe that he is our true father and that we are his true children so that we may pray to him as boldly and confidently as dear children ask their dear father. Sure is a different way of looking at what God has done for us and thinking about we don't have to look at his Ten Commandments as demands but rather as a way of showing our love and our thanks to him, our guideline in the way he wants us to live. And what a blessing it will be for us to hear those words that Jesus spoke. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you are blessed by my Father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. We can look forward to an eternal relationship with God when we get to heaven where Jesus, the true light, will shine forever and ever. Let your light shine. Let your light shine in the world. Let those around you see you as you are, that you are a child of God, that you got that wonderful relationship with our Father in heaven. And then don't be afraid to let other people know who you are, who God is in your life. Let your light shine. Jesus told the people in Matthew 10, everyone who confesses me before others, I will also confess before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before others, I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. What better motivation do we have to say that we believe in God than to know that God is willing to accept us and that he will call us his dearly beloved children? I want the light of God to shine in my heart. I want him to illuminate my relationship with him in a very light way. In our text, John writes, If anyone keeps God's word, the love of God is truly made complete in him. This is how we know that we are in him. The one who says he remains in him should walk as Jesus walked. Will it be easy? 
No. The sinful nature is always there, rearing its ugly head and trying to bite you in the nose. The devil will take every opportunity to distract you and entice you with all kinds of what seem to be pleasurable sins. That will only get you in trouble with God. But God has lit a pathway. What does Jesus say? He says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And I'm sure that the path can never be any more lit better than through Jesus. So John goes on to say in our text, Dear friends, I'm not writing you a new command, but an old one that you have had since the beginning. The old command is a message you heard. At the same time, the command I'm writing is new. It is true in Jesus and in you because the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. We think about the commands, we think about the laws of God, and, and they are, are not really anything new. From the very beginning, God put into the hearts of Adam and Eve that law of love. It was just skewed because of sin coming into the world. God didn't change his will. It's still the same. Jesus even summarized the Ten Commandments. In Mark chapter 12, one of the experts in the law approached him after he heard their discussion. When he saw that Jesus had answered them well, he asked Jesus, which commandment is the greatest of all? Jesus answered, the most important is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind and all your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. So you want to let your light shine in your relationship with God. And when you do that, it's going to show itself in your relationship with those around you. And that's where John continues. The one who says he is in the light and yet hates his brother is still in the darkness. The one who loves his brother remains in the light and nothing causes him to stumble. The one who hates his brother is in the darkness and walks in the darkness and does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded him. How can you love someone who has wronged you? It's hard, isn't it? And yet the Bible just keeps on telling us that we have to show that godly love to everybody, even if they don't reciprocate that love. It's a big question we have to deal with. And as I mentioned earlier, it's easy to love those that love you. But to show love to those who don't love you, that's another story, isn't it? It's human nature to not want to love those that don't love you. But the fifth and the eighth commandments deal with how we are to treat others. And Luther, in his meanings, wrote, We should fear and love God that we do not hurt or harm our neighbor in his body, but help and befriend him in every bodily need. And in the eighth commandment, we should fear and love God that we do not tell lies about our neighbor, betray him, or give him a bad name, but defend him, speak well of him, and take his words and actions in the kindest possible way. What kind of light are you shining in your relationship with those around you? Is that light dimmed because you have distanced yourself from someone when they have wronged you or rubbed you the wrong way? Someone might ask, well, do I have to be buddy-buddy with them and do everything together? No, that's not what John is saying. He's telling us to just be kind, show love, be civil towards them, treat them with respect, 
Treat him as one of God's creation, someone in need of forgiveness and love of God. And so we need to learn to love. Love the way that Jesus did. Remember his words from the cross. He said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Or Stephen, as he was being pummeled with stones, he called out, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he fell to his knees and cried with a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. After this, he fell asleep. I know it can be difficult to be like Jesus or Stephen, but what kind of light are you shining on those in your relationships with those around you? Do you treat them as though they're sinners that are damned to hell already and you can't change that? St. John tells you that in that case, then you're still in the darkness as well because you need to open your eyes to the opportunities to shine that gospel light into the lives rather than closing the door on someone so that they don't learn about the way to heaven. And just like a light on your porch, you don't want anybody to stumble in their faith and fall off the path that leads to heaven. And that means you might need to be the first one to take a step in a relationship. You need to make that first effort to show them what God is all about, what Jesus is all about. If there's no reciprocation, then so be it. But how do you know unless you try? And you keep trying. Because there's a simple truth. Love like God loves you. It takes work. It can be difficult. Yet there are many people who will hear that message. They'll see your light. And they'll join you. Thank you in heaven one day. Shake your hand up there and say, Thank you for showing love to me. We want to reflect the love of Jesus onto others like the moon reflects the sunlight so that we can be a shining example of Jesus. So share your faith. Let people know your relationship with God is a, a beautiful relationship. You want others to know how to get to heaven. You don't want them to stumble around in the darkness of sin. And there are a lot of people out there with poor spiritual eyesight and they need to get their cheaters, those glasses, out of the Bible so that they can see better. And you might need to turn that light on for them so that they can see better. If you keep offering them the opportunity and show them the way so they can see God better in their lives, then they won't have to wander in the darkness. They'll be able to follow along with us as they head towards the eternal life. So think about it. What kind of light are you shining? Turn on the porch light of God's word and invite someone to see the light. Amen. And may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen.